Hello and welcome to United Q Barbecue Podcast, the only barbecue podcast in the UK. Brought to you by your host, Dan from United Q and his co-host, Barbecue Forte. Hello. This episode is brought to you by our kind sponsors, ProQ Smokers. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners or pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. That's P-R-O, the letter Q, Smokers. Right, guys. Hi. And uh, on today's show, we have Marcus on. Marcus, hello. Hello. How's it going, guys? Yes, great. Thanks for being on the show today, Marcus. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking me. Really, real pleasure to be here. Great. Just for the listeners' benefit, could you introduce yourself today? Okay. um, So, my name's Marcus Borden, um, and I'm otherwise known as Country Wood Smoke. Uh, I'm a sort of barbecue blogger, started out, and uh, yeah, I'm a big big outdoor cooking fanatic i love love cooking uh over coals with with a bit of smoke and uh yeah just enjoying life outdoors in in my garden and cooking with friends and family so uh, i've got i've got a website um that i've been writing for five years now nearly uh, called countrywood smoke and uh it's uh countrywoodsmoke.com is is the website and uh I'm, you know, I've also got uh, social media feeds, um, Instagram, Twitter, where I'm Devon Woodsmoke. So, uh, and I've got a, a really buzzing Facebook group called Country Wood Smoke. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's where I met, met you guys. And uh, there's uh, some great, great barbecue chat there. Awesome, awesome. Well, that, that's where, yeah, that's where we, we met each other. And, and it actually yeah. brings uh, thousands of, of uh, people like us together. It's a, a great spot. It's where I've learned loads of stuff and been able to share loads of, loads of stuff as well, which is, which is awesome. I've, I've absolutely loved being a part of it. It's really actually changed my barbecue life, which is, which is weird. It's probably nice for you to hear as the that creator. Is, that's, amazing for, that's amazing for me to hear. And it's, you know, it's a lot of hard work to, to keep a, a group going, you know, keep, keep, good content going keep keep everyone you know inspired and having fun and you know so it's, it's great when i get feedback from that you know it, it makes it all worthwhile you know yeah we said in our first ever episode we talked about people getting on the facebook forums and finding out more information and it's great to have you the guy that's started it off for us really so thanks yeah a lot. thank you i mean you know back uh, what was that well over a year ago now you know i had had uh, you know i was trying to move um you know, from from my sort of Facebook uh, page a little bit, where it was just me putting pictures and people saying, "Oh, that looks nice." And there was a real, I felt there was a real need for that. People wanted to share what they were cooking as well. People like talking about what they're doing, and people wanted to get a bit more sort of direct questions answered. You know, and uh, it just felt that there was a real opportunity for for that on Facebook. Most people have Facebook going on their phones, and people are more mobile nowadays. And, you know, they, they wanted to find out, you know, if, if they're in the garden cooking, they want a quick answer, you know, that if their pulled pork is stalled, they, they want to know why, you know, and there's a lot of new people coming to barbecue that, that don't know those things and, and have to learn, I guess, from, from more experienced people. And it's just great seeing the, the knowledge being shared around and, and the love for barbecue being shared around, you know, and it's thanks to everyone who gets involved in, in the group that, that, that makes it so good. Yeah, I love it. I, I can even be, for instance, at my butchers and they've got a, a different cut of meat that I've never heard of or something that's yeah. that's going. They've chucked in with the bundle. Here you go, have this, give this a try. I can yeah. quickly jump on Facebook, pump it out, send it out to the Countrywood Smoke community. And, and by the time I've got home from the butchers, which is just down the road, and yeah. I've got a few people that have cooked it before and have a few ideas or, or cook something similar, know what it is. 
and, and it's, yep. it's it's absolutely awesome like it, it really helps me and it's been like a it's been a really good sort of like i said full circle where i've actually needed a lot and and hopefully given back to people as well which is it's something yeah. that i love about it and absolutely and i'm seeing people who who sort of join the group first as sort of beginners you know I'm seeing those sort of sharing their experience, you know, having learned as well, and they're, they're passing on their experience. They're trying new things and, and talking about it, and it's it's great seeing that as it grows. The, the you know the new people getting getting involved as well, you know, and and yeah, it's it's what makes makes the group great. Awesome. So you post a lot of photos. I think you actually do some photography and stuff yourself, don't you? And, um, yeah, so um, I I absolutely love taking pictures of food, and you know I'm sure I, I, I hope people enjoy my pictures. Definitely. And you know, <laughs> for, for, me, for, for me, it's 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 an art form really, and it's a way of you know I'm I'm quite artistic, and it's a way of show, me show, showing people the food I've created, and and I, I like to think it sort of hopefully inspires a few people to try it. You know, um, you know, yeah, I know everyone not everyone can take pictures like that you know it's it's something i've worked really hard on mm. over sort of five or six years you know and um i know that it's not easy for people to take pictures of food but i love seeing people's photos of food that the passion if, so, if somebody's showing me a picture of their food they're obviously proud enough of it that, that they want to share it you know yeah. and I, I love to see that you know and it, it's it, sometimes it's not easy to put a picture of your food out there into you know you're putting some of yourself out there but I, I love to see people's pictures as well it inspires me and you know hopefully might you know seeing my pictures will, it, will get people trying that that recipe you know yeah people, it's interesting people eat, with, people eat with their eyes don't they exactly you know, that's uh, that's exactly what i was going to say is it's interesting itself because they say people eat with their eyes and in, in, in a lot of other cuisines they're 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 sort of developing the sort of look of food so yeah. they're talking about how to present and everything like that and they say that barbecue is an ugly food and I, I when you look at your pictures i definitely disagree because uh it's never ugly what you have to put it is, out it's beautiful but it's such a difficult subject you know i mean raw meat and big chunks of meat aren't you know uh, aren't easy to, to to take a nice picture of you know we, we do say it quite a lot in the group that quite often when you get a nice barky um, you know, brisket or something with a nice bark. Quite often, it looks burnt. You know, yeah, but just a black piece of meat. <laughs> it, it, it does, but you know, it, it's very difficult to tell with the lighting and stuff what actually you know the the, the food is like unless you're actually there d- digging into it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's quite hard. You know, I can confirm very... that it's my food's just burnt. It's not barking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, most of mine is as well, but I just take a nice picture of it. Yeah. But, <laughs> just really good at photography, so it looks awesome. Great on Photoshop. Yeah, you know, it looks looks great on the photo, but oh, it's, it, it takes awful. <laughs> Your filters are awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I love it, and, you know, it's it, I'm, I, I'd never say I was the world's best barbecue or the world's best cook, but... You know, I love I love to to show people what I do, and you know, hopefully it sort of you know gets people talking and inspires a few people. Yeah, but some of the photos I've seen are actually like pictures of your equipment as well. So, what cues have you actually got in your collection that you go for? What's your favourite oh, thing to cook on? Oh, I got loads. Um, so, sort of the the first very first thing I sort of built in my garden. So, about sort of um, probably about six years ago we moved to the countryside after having our, our, our eldest boy Rory so um, we moved to the countryside and we got this lovely big garden here you know nice sort of rural area I thought right uh, I'm going to get get cooking so I built myself a, a big wood-fired oven and um, that's sort of been the main sort of center of my my sort of cooking sort of 
world for a long time, but you know it sort of branched out, and I've got you know I, I, quite early I got myself a nice uh, nice nice Pro Q Frontier, you know Bullet Smoker, mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. And that's that's really where I sort of started my sort of you know um, more more sort of smoking style cooking as well. You know I've I've got um, barrel smokers, I've got a, a Bradley, I, you know I've got a ceramic I use, and you know um, I do I do like my toys, but at the end of the day I've also got a, a a circle of stones in, in in a part of my garden that it's like a wild bit of the garden i go down there with the kids and we cook sausages just just on a, on you know on the grate mm. and uh, cook, toast marshmallows you know so so for me I, I love cooking whatever whatever equipment you chuck at me I, I i love cooking on it you know it's all got its place it's you know it's it's brilliant and I'm guessing you're quite a mixture of you're not really just a low and slow man or a hot and fast. You kind of go for a bit of everything, I guess. Absolutely. I, I you know, I think I, I, I don't know. They're all styles, really. They're all techniques. They're all tools to to have in your armory, really. So if you get a chunk of meat, you know, yeah, you, you can, you know, you can go hot and hot and fast with it if it if it's suitable. You can low and low and slow it. It's like skirt, you know. You can chuck it on and cook it dirty and sear it and cook it cook it medium rare. Or you can cook it really slow and, you know, add it into, you know, smoke it and then add it into like a, a chilli or something, you know. Um, and, and there's so many different techniques out there that it's good to, to apply the, the appropriate technique for the, the piece of meat you've got. And, it, and, and I think that... that oh, what's that? Just on your website. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My noisy website. So... so <laughs> um, you know, so I, I think you, the, the first thing you need to do is to understand what meat you've got in front of you and understand the ways in which you can cook it and to learn as much as you can about that meat and the different ways you can cook it and then apply the appropriate technique that you want for the, the outcome you want. So, you know, it's, it's not just having one technique like low and slow in your armory. You know, there's, there's lots out there. So just, just you know... Yeah, so it comes down to, to experimenting then. So it comes down to people trying out things and, and getting to know what, what they like and what their taste buds like and, and what they're looking for. Absolutely, and we're all different and we all like different things. So, you know, we, we, we cook, you know, you cook and try and see what works for you, you know. I think that's definitely the way forward, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, the same sort of thing applies to then, like, sort of rubs, brines, injecting. Uh, what, what sort of stuff do you... Do you tend to go to, I mean, for like your different meats or your different cuts? Uh, do you have sort of go-to rubs or do you use okay, commercial so rubs? I, I, I love I love rubs. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not so, I mean, for me, the, the, the first thing you've got to get is a decent bit of meat. You know, that's where it starts with, you know, go to your butcher, go to your, your farmer, your producer, get a really good bit of meat. And I think with really good meat, you, you, you don't need to do quite so much as you do, would do with maybe a you know, not quite so quality where it needs a bit of propping up, a bit of extra love, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I tend to do, go for the best meat I can, I can afford, you know. Um, it doesn't have to be the expensive cuts. It can be the cheaper cuts, you know. And I try and encourage people to get get the more quality cut of, of cheap, you know, the cheaper cut, but from more a more quality animal, you know. Awesome. And I, I know that's not easy for everyone, but... Everyone has to make their decisions with with food and with meat, I think, and you know you, you have to find what you're comfortable with. Yeah, was it was it Jess Pryles? Pryles? Yeah, Jess Pryles. Yeah. She, she, Pryles was, yeah. she was talking about almost the same thing you're just saying that she was saying the amount of 
stuff people inject into the brisket and all these different things and if they've got yeah. a really nice quality piece of meat to start off with do you really want to be trying to add all this artificial stuff into it are you really going to gain a lot from doing that Absolutely, and I'm I'm very fortunate. I I I work away in Aberdeen quite a lot, and um, I've got a friend up there who who makes who who butchers some of the most beautiful Aberdeen Angus. You know, and Aberdeen Angus is such a great breed anyway. Mm. But some of his, you know, and he dry ages it, so he's put all this love into creating all this flavour. And then if I go and you know put an injection into it, you know, I, I mask that flavour. I, I try to do things that sort of work work with the flavours as best as I can yeah. so like if something's you know and, that, and that's why I came up with like the, the, the dirty base that I did because I, I think that works really well with um, dry aged really good flavoured beef you know and it, you know you don't have to cook it dirty but it, it, it goes well with that that style of cooking you know that you baste it when it's it, it's red hot and it, it works so well on a lot of different you know a lot of different beefs but particularly with well dry aged you know, good, good flavoured beef. Cool. So tell us about that dirty base that you just mentioned there. Okay, so um, when I started chucking um, bits of uh, beef and bits of meat onto actually onto the charcoal, um, it's got quite a, quite a powerful flavour, you know, nice and smoky and quite a strong flavour. So I, I tinkered with lots of different um, flav- flavours, uh, sort of marinades and bastes that would work, work best with that. And... Um, I, I looked at a lot of South American, like chimichurris and stuff, and they work fantastically well. But I also um, looked a bit more to sort of uh, Europe and Italy and um, some of the, the more Mediterranean flavours, which, which actually work really, really well as well. And, um, you know, so it's it basically it's, it's nice fresh herbs, you know, rosemary, thyme, garlic, uh, olive oil, um, sea salt, a uh, bit of lemon and um, and anchovy as well, and uh, you blitz it all up and then brush it on when you, when the meat's started to cook already. So you, you know once you flipped your steaks for the first time, you brush it on that nice hot surface, and it just soaks into that lovely crust and gives it a really good herby, um, garlicky flavour that's just amazing. That sounds absolutely lush. I'm going to stop it there and take it back even a step further. So for yeah. our listeners that don't know, what what is dirty cooking? Okay, so um, there's there's two two ways you can look at dirty. Either you can look at it as the whole sort of genre of blokey food. It's you know um, it's it's your burgers. It's your your really I call it your dirty filthy food. Or there's the the technique of dirty cooking, which is actually um, cooking in the coals itself. So so you've got nice lump wood charcoal. Um, which is is the requirement. You can't use briquettes because they get too ashy. So nice, good quality lump wood charcoal, get it really red hot, and then you choose a nice steak, something like maybe a ribeye hanger steak, which is my my favourite, something not too thick, um, and you place it straight onto the coals, sear it up, flip flip it over, brush that with a nice dirty base, and um, and then uh, and then cook, cook, cook it through, you know, and you get a really nice crust on it that that you wouldn't get with any other way of cooking and it also keeps it nice um you know so you can cook it to rare medium rare if you like as well so you know it's 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 a great way of cooking and i I love it you know this uh um it's very popular in south america to cook like that um there's a guy um in north america adam perry lang who cooks like that who's a bit of a hero of mine you know i I love 
he, he, he calls it clinching. Um, you know, there's a lot of people cooking dirty, um, dirty steaks and, you know, um, caveman steaks, they call it. And it's, it's a great way of cooking. I, I urge people to try it if they haven't tried it. You know, it's not for everyone, but at least try it. I love it. I absolutely love it, especially for, for like you said, the thinner, my thinner cuts of steak. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's your uh, technique, your go-to technique for, for thin cuts. What about your thick cuts? Are you a reverse sear, reverse sear sort of guy for a thick steak? Yeah, so um, re- reverse sear's got its place, but I actually tend to sort of go the other way, and I, I sear first and then smoke. Um, and I, I do that because I, I, I like the crust to build up first, flavours to develop, and then for it to take on, take on a bit of smoke. But reverse searing is great as well. It's it's very negligible, the difference, really, I find. Um, and um, what I do find is that when I reverse sear, um, you, you tend to, um, the fat has already started to render out. So as soon as you put that on the coals, you tend to get more flaring up. So, But by putting the, the meat on first, you tend to get less flaring up around, around it. So that's really interesting. That's, that's, that's the way it's done in the... Personal. That's the way it's done in the professional kitchen, is it? So they, they tend to sear it and then they put it in the oven for a nice uh, low temperature, bring it right up, don't they? That's, that's the sort yeah. of... Uh, so that's interesting. I haven't tried that. I'll give that a try on the barbecue and uh, yeah. and definitely take that back, add it to the arsenal, give it a try. Yeah, and, you know, but I know a lot, a lot of people... You know, it depends how you've got your setup as well. You know, sometimes it's easier to to, to smoke and then to, to kick, you know... Ramp get, it up. Ramp it up and then and then sear, but I I tend to do it the other way. I just find it a bit easier. But you know, I, I've done some some huge sort of you know four or five kilo um, rump joints, you know ribeye joints, whole joints, and then I'll do it, you know, sear it and then smoke it, and it's it's still wonderful, you know. So so I, I think just try it and see 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 which way suits you. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I, 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 I'm actually going through a bit of a phase doing like the, it's, I like to call it the reverse dirty, where I, <laughs> where I yeah. smoke it and then I just finish it off dirty straight onto the coals, and I find that that gives me the same sort of. Cause I find the the charcoal sort of uh, caramelizes the skin, the outside a little bit, which is really yeah. quite nice. So I, I like that. That's sort of my what well, my thing at the minute with steaks, my sort especially the thicker cuts. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I um the sort of one I got sort of semi-famous for was, you know, doing a nice big um, tomahawk steak like that. And, you know, I just chucked it on the coals and, you know, started brushing it with nice herbs. And, you know, it's great. It's a, it's a, a fantastic cut and it seems to be really taking off, you know. OK, it's just a ribeye on the bone, but it, it doesn't half look great. And, uh, you know, it's a real uh, a real show stopper, I think. You know, it's fantastic. It definitely looks the part. Definitely looks the part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to, so, back to uh, one yeah, of the ingredients, you know, Marcus, of your dirty base. You mentioned anchovy. Yeah. Um, I I did a salsa verde yesterday, and in the recipe I was looking towards, they were they said that, but that was the one ingredient I just didn't have at home, so I went without yeah. it. But what would that have brought to the flavour? It, it's it's so you literally just add one anchovy to it, and it just gives it a background sort of extra bit of savouriness. Mm-hmm. You know, quite often I I use exactly those same flavours on on lamb as well, yeah. and um, you know, and it just works. So I mean, again, again like that whole um, flavour profile works so well with, with with lamb that's cooked over the fire. You know, I do a, a butterfly lamb, and it's you know I stud it with like anchovies and stuff, and then you know garlic and 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 cook it cook. Yeah, cook it on, on, on you know, over the charcoal, and it's wonderful. But yeah, the anchovy just gives it that extra little bit of special savouriness. And it's the same as the lemon; that just lifts it a little bit and gives it a little extra sort of sharpness and pop of flavour. You know, it's, it's great. 
Cool, thanks very much. Awesome. That's the thing. That's something else I want to touch on there is the fact that some people look at recipes and they see so they haven't got something, so they just turn away from the recipe. They think they can't do it, but yeah. that's awesome that you. I mean, I actually was lucky enough. Uh, we spoke about it uh, last week. We had barbecue Mondays in here, and uh, yeah. so barbecue thought he brought in a bit of his uh, lamb breast stuff, lamb breast that he cooked yesterday, yeah. and it was absolutely lush. So I'm so glad you persevered with it, even though you're missing some ingredients. But I often yeah. think yeah. that. Online, you can find alternatives, or you, there's always something. If you if you've tried something in the past, or or again, you can go to forums like like CWS and ask them, uh, what can I replace for this? What can I replace for that? There's a lot of recipes online again for uh, a lot of American rubs, and they and they talk about chilies, teaspoons teaspoons of chili. And I found out the other day, I didn't really, really realize. I've, I've, I like things a little bit hot, so I've never really complained. But a lot of these sort of uh, rubs and stuff that I've used from America have always been a little bit spicy. But that's because they use yeah. a, a blend for their, their chili. It's not quite like ours, so it's a, a lot less, uh, a lot less spicy, a lot less powerful. So it's little stuff like that that you, you, you pick up over time, which is, uh, which is awesome. Absolutely, you know, and you, I think everyone's got different tastes, and you fight for, you know, have to take what what you want out of of things, you know, and 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 the flavours you like, and what suits your family and your your sort of cooking style, and just find your own sort of way. I think, you know, and and that's that's what's so great about it. There's uh, there, there there is a whole world of of barbecue out there, and and cooking cooking over fire, you know. I mean, not not only you know as much as we all love the US style, you know, South American style has been so sort of influential on me, you know, um, stuff stuff like uh, Francis Mulman and Andre Lima de Luca, you know, the, the, the stuff those guys cook on, on a barbecue is, you know, Im- immense, you know, there's, there's the Middle East, there's, uh, you know, there's uh, Korea, Japan, there's, there's a whole world of, of people cooking over fire and, you know. And Great Britain. <laughs> it is, you know, and we we've got, you know, we get slagged off for our, our um, lack of barbecue culture, but actually we've got one of the best because we 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 are known for cooking, you know, roasts. We are known for cooking big chunks of meat, and we used to cook them on spits and over fires and stuff, real medieval stuff, and that's all been sort of lost, really. So it's we we have got it you know, in us, but we're just sort of rediscovering that a bit now, and, and it's great to see, really. Yeah, let's let's bring that back. Definitely, let's bring that yeah, back. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the things that sort of first got me back into sort of cooking, cooking at, you know outdoors. Really, you know, I, we, so we just moved to the countryside, and um, it was my son's first birthday, and I thought, right, am I, what am I going to cook? So uh, you know, it was for a big big party, and uh, I said, right, I'm going to cook cook a whole pig. So uh, I built not this spit together, and uh, and I, I cooked. I literally just cut down a load of apple and and bay. So I cooked over what wood I had, which was apple and bay, and I cooked this this sort of thirty kilo pig over. You know, and it was it was blimmin' hard work. You know, it's getting <laughs> up five, five o'clock in the morning, but yeah. it was things like that that sort of you know got me going, and and that's. You know, I think people need to try and experiment and have fun with it. And, you know, and there's lots, lots of different ways of cooking. You know? It sounds like hard work. You built a spit, chopped down a couple of trees and then cooked yeah. a whole hog. <laughs> That's good Absolutely. going. <laughs> Your son's a lucky boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he was too young to enjoy it, yeah. you know, a bit, but uh, I'm sure he had a taste of it. But my family and friend loved it. And, you know, it's stuff like that that, that you know, that gets me excited. You know, you cook for a big group of friends and what better way of... of feeding them with a big chunk of meat you know you've cooked yourself over the fire i'm gonna throw a spanner in here because I, I happen to know that you used to be vegetarian so oh <laughs> my, my, my dirty little secret yeah <laughs> or not so dirty yeah. um yeah 14 years i was a veggie for and uh, 
Uh, it surprises quite a lot of people. So. Yeah, to go from that to then saying like, what better, what 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 better way to do it than to cook a big chunk of meat? So it's, it's quite an extreme to go from one to the other. It is, it is really. And um, I mean, I, I stopped eating meat because I was a student and um, I couldn't afford good quality meat. So I just decided not not to eat it. I wasn't going to eat um, Tesco Valley chicken. And you know, um, I remember one day looking at what opportunities were available for my me to eat meat with uh, a few quid in my pocket and they were pretty poor um you know and back in the early 90s um and uh, yeah i just stopped eating meat and um I, I never really missed it until i sort of you know my um, sort of taste and change developed and you know um I, I wanted to try um eventually after a while try a really good quality steak um i bought a supermarket steak and was a bit sort of disappointed with it so um i i tried uh, i found a really good butcher and i uh, went for a ribeye cooked it myself medium rare and it was it was stunning it's so good and sort of didn't look back and you know it, it sort of grew as like a little bit of an adventure then you know i wanted to try new meats i wanted to learn how to cook them i wanted to find out and understand um how how where meat came from, how the animals lived, how they were killed, how they were butchered, and you know even doing butchery myself and learning all those things and and how best the, the natural progression is how best to cook them. So you know I wanted to find out as much as I could really. That's awesome. That's that's so. I mean I, I I'm looking forward to playing this back to all the veggies that I know and hopefully uh, converting them, finding the light for them. Absolutely, but I, I still I love to cook fish on the barbecue. I love to cook vegetarian food on the barbecue. You know, um, yeah, I'm quite sort of meaty based, and you know, my my wife's always pointing out, oh yeah, you're cooking big chunks of beef again. But um, you know, I do I do love to cook. You know, um, simple vegetarian food. I did did a, a fantastic. Um, it was miso and honey uh, aubergine aubergine steaks and grilled, and they were absolutely stunning. They were so good. You know, okay, so um, for our listeners, they've got a veggie coming around. What's your yeah. absolutely favourite barbecue uh, veggie dish? I would say either those uh, miso and honey aubergine steaks, or um, I, I was looking for a long time for a, a, a vegetarian alternative to pulled pork, um, and I do a, um, a sort of a pulled fennel, so it's a fennel bulb that, that's slow, slow cooked. Um, and then cook with a lot of butter, and it just just makes this a very similar texture to pulled pork. Um, and I do I do that in a nice big uh, nice big roll with um, some smoked uh, halloumi cheese, and you know nice uh, chili jam on that. That's oh, probably awesome. what I go to. It's so good. That sounds massively interesting. So is that is that a two two five sort of low and slow cook then? Uh, no, so I, so I, I grill it grill it on top, you okay. know, get it nice and charred, okay. um, and then I put it in a, a pan, a cast iron pan with some butter, and 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 cook it, you know, cook cook it in the butter until it's literally just soft and 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 so it's got a oh, bit of the part. smokiness from being charred, and oh, it's so good. Mm. Awesome! That sounds absolutely delicious. And can we can yeah. we have a quick uh, run through of the uh, the miso and aubergine steaks? Okay, so um, uh, using brown miso paste and honey, and I think I used uh, soy sauce and, um, and a little bit of chili and made that into a, a, a sort of a, a base and brushed it on the, the um, aubergine slices, grilled them, um, nice high heat because aubergine likes to be properly seared, grilled them, and then, you know, until they're starting to sort of soften up. 
and then uh, served with some nice rice. Absolutely lovely. That sounds incredible again. But that's enough of veggie, veggie stuff. Let's bring it back yeah. to the meat. <laughs> Starting to get queasy. I'm glad you brought it up, though, because I did have it on my notes here. I wanted to mention it because I've cooked it myself off your website and my yeah. family all enjoyed it. So I can definitely confirm oh, wow. it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, when, when I hear somebody's tried one of my recipes, that fills me with so much pride and that they've enjoyed it and... You know, their family have enjoyed a good meal because of that. You know, I get so much sort of, it makes me so proud to hear that. Good. Well, we've enjoyed more than one of your recipes. So you're, oh, thank you. Be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned about the um, the apple and bay that you chopped down in your garden. What what yeah. would be your personal favourite sort of go-to wood for smoking food? Okay, so um, I... Um, I probably harp on quite a lot about it in the groups, but um, silver birch... Um, I, I, I used it a lot in my pizza oven and um, I thought, right, I'm going to have a go at smoking with this because the, the smoke smells amazing from my, you know, when, I, when I cook with it. And uh, I started using it and it's, it's lovely. It's, it's somewhat, I think it's somewhere between sort of maple and pecan mm-hmm. and it's, it's got a very, it, I mean, I, I've cooked with it at events and literally it just stops people in its track, stops people in their tracks and they say, wow, what is that smoke? And it is great, but if I if I'm doing sort of uh, uh, a standard American style sort of barbecue, maybe something like um, brisket or beef ribs, um, I, I I quite like uh, mixes. And I heard the guys talking last week about mixes. My my personal favourite is um, is a little bit of hickory, a little bit of pecan, and um, I quite like a little bit of cherry for colour as well and sweetness. Mm-hmm. And, and that would be sort of my, my American-style mix of, of, of words. I love mixing up and, you know, trying different different um, smells and different smokes. I'm, I'm quite often to be found, you know, with a, a pile of coals or in, in my, my indoors wood stove, you know, just trying different little bits of wood and herbs and stuff and seeing what smoke they produce. Um, a, a recent one that I, I tried that was really good, I was sent some um, cocoa shell. Yep. And uh, I did some beef ribs with it, and the, the, the smoke was amazing from that. It was, it was very, almost tobacco-like, but um, it, was, it was very sort of musty, but fantastic. And it went really well with the beef and gave a beautiful smoke ring. Uh, I was really proud of that. It was good. good. I'm look, looking forward to, to use that a lot more. Do you remove the bark on that silver birch, or does that stay on? I tend to just chuck it straight in, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Uh, it's It's... You know, silver birch has got quite a dry sort of papery bark. Yeah. So, um, you know, if I was using something like an apple, I tend to remove the bark or something a bit barkier like um, oak maybe or something. You know, and I'm, I'm very fortunate in my garden here. I've got oak trees, ash, I've got birch, I've got hazel, I've got bay, I've got pear. You know, I've, I've got some... some well, I know where wood. to come then. I'm surprised you've got anything left after all this <laughs> cooking. He's, he's, he's out with his axe just chopping his garden to pieces. <laughs> Yeah, and I, you know, I, I just cut little bits <laughs> off and try them, and you know, season them up, and then try them. And you know, pears, pears are a really nice one. It's a lovely, clean, clean smoke. I did a recipe just before Christmas: um, partridge in a pear smoke, mm. and I smoked <laughs> smoked some partridges awesome. in in pear smoke. You know, and uh, yeah, that was really good. But yeah, you know, I, I like I like trying different things. They're all they're all different flavors for me, and uh, you know, it's all all good. You touched on the uh, competitions. You said when you're competing, uh, 
the the silver birch, the smell of the wood burning there often stops people in their tracks. And so yeah, not not competing, uh, like catering. Oh, know, okay. I, I, I did did like catering events last year, and yeah, you know, um, it, it does literally, you know, people smell it and just stop. <laughs> Oh, nice, nice. So, so you've done catering. Have you competed, or, or is it something you'd be looking to do? I'm not really a very competitive person, to be honest. Um, I, I, I quite like the idea of it. You know, um, I, I love going to to grill stock. Uh, you know, um, it's it's a, a you know I've been going for a, few, a fair few years now since it first started, and I love going along and talking and chatting to people, but. Um, I'm not really sort of a, a particularly competitive person. I love judging. You know, I got last year I got to judge at Grillstock in Bristol, and I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. You know, but I, I'm just not not competitive to want to to sort of cook at, at them really. So yeah, awesome, awesome. So catering. So do you? I guess sort of catering. Uh, you you sort of cook what you what you cook at home. Then is that what you do for for your? So how's that done into large numbers? Do you do you have to change your recipes at all? Or? Yeah. So I, I sort of um, my, my my day job's been a bit um, you know fraught in the oil industry. It's been a bit quiet last year. So I had a go at, um, at catering, and it it it's really tough. It's you know I I've got the utmost respect for anyone who does it. Sort of you know week in week out. It's it's really hard. You know, and I, I was you know. Um, different events i was i was cooking like eight eight whole pork shots for, for, for pulled pork um you know and i was trying different things um you know uh, i was trying like my mocha beef at events and you know and it, it's very hard to 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 make good money using you know i, I was using range meats and you know it was it, it's really hard to make money so you you have to think of you know what you can um what what you can what you're trying to achieve with it you know um are you just there to make money or do the absolute best you can or you know it's it's very difficult catering you know i i, I can i can see that completely yeah definitely yeah we've been i've been thinking about it myself and the sort of food that you cook at home you want to share that don't you but trying to produce yeah. that on such a large scale and knowing how many people are going to be there it's it's not as easy yeah. as people just initially think oh, I cook really nice food at home it'd be easy I'll go and start this up it's, it's exactly and simple. a lot of people think that and I you know I say yeah if it's if it's there in you to try it then then do it but yeah. you know I, I mean I remember being uh, up early hours in the morning up to my elbows in pool port you know and and just thinking you know this isn't my passion this isn't you know um you know it's, it's something very different from catering at, you know from cooking at home catering is it's, it's very different yeah also you mentioned uh, an indoor an indoor grill was it an indoor um so yeah i cook um I've, I've got just a wood stove inside um you know in our lounge and um it's just a big cast iron wood stove and uh you know a lot of people have them in the country and um yeah I, i've got like cast iron pan so you know quite quite often do toasted chestnuts and stuff with the kids i need to move to the country <laughs> sorry i need to move to the country yeah <laughs> you got awesome all this wood in your back garden a stove all this wood in your back garden a stove in your front room this is my sort of living i need to get out of there <laughs> absolutely and i've got a big old cast iron pan i chuck it in uh, heat it up and then just chuck a couple of steaks in so Mrs. is sat next to me watching telly and I've got a couple of steaks on. So, you know, <laughs> it's, 
That sounds like heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's great. You know, so, you know, I, I always say about cooking outdoors year round, and I do, but, you know, when it, sometimes when it's absolutely lashing it down, you, you know, I look longingly at my wood stove and think, "Whoa, why am I going outdoors to uh, outdoors to cook when I've got you know a nice fire in here, nice wood fire in here?" So, I wish I had that dilemma. I've just got a gas stove inside, so that's just evil yeah. to me. I'm always outside. <laughs> <laughs> so outside, you also have, I believe, a uh, an outdoor kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's first started really with the, the the pizza oven, and then I built a sort of uh, um, a sort of bit of a um, like a barrel smoker, an old uh, old oil drum that's still there, um, and then it sort of grew from there. Now I've got like a big five by six meter outdoor cooking and sort of dining area, and I've sort of partitioned off the kitchen bit. And then there's a nice area where I sort of do my photography, where we go as a family to eat. Um, I have mates round. Um, it's really good. Uh, it's got we've we've got like a, a a nice sound system, so we have karaoke nights and discos out there, and there's even a like a pull down cinema screen, so uh, you can have your barbecue, barbecue and popcorn, and um, sit and watch a movie, and we quite like that. And nice summery things when it's warm. And then finish off with a bit of karaoke after a few bottles of bourbon. <laughs> Absolutely, I think that's got to be a way forward. Barbecue karaoke joint. Yeah, That'd be great. <laughs> Are you opening one, Marcus? I'm, a... yeah. <laughs> I'm about to jump in the car and drive up. To... <laughs> you know, I, I I always say to people, you know, always what you know, my doors always open. If you know, if people want to come and say hello, you know, I'm quite happy to to, to you know to cook something or you know, um, that's not an open invitation. Say, to that's the, whole the world, internet, but, there. You're you just know. offered that too. <laughs> <laughs> We'll you know, close I, I, the address at the end. It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I haven't said exactly where I live. But <laughs> um, you know, so, I, 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 I love talking to people about it and sharing food, and you know, it's it's the whole thing. It's brilliant. You know. So when you're when you're out in the in the kitchen, garden yep. kitchen, um, what's your family's favourite thing for you to cook for them? So, um, what they really love, I think. Um, so if I was cooking for a family event, my kids always ask for chicken on the bone, and it makes me so proud because we, we go out for like a family meal or something, and the you know person serving will say, oh, "What do you want to my kids?" And they say, "Oh, we want chicken on the bone like Dad makes." Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think you know chicken on the bone, so nice legs and thighs cooked, you know, cooked, cooked on the barbecue with a nice sticky sauce. They they absolutely love that. You know, if it's just me, I'd probably go for um, a nice dirty, uh, dirty rib, or dirty hanger steak, mm-hmm. or uh, um, some nice uh, beef ribs, mocha beef ribs with my mocha rub on. That would be that would be, be my choice. I bet the the recipes on your website. But what what is in your mocha rub? Ah, uh, so that's that's one I came up with. So I was adding all these different flavors to sort of my chili con carne that I, I like making. And I thought, right, those things would go great as a rub. So it's uh, cocoa, coffee, um, nice cumin, bit of sugar, um, bit of salt, um, a little bit of extra sort of different magic, you know, usually some chipotle and stuff and um, a few different things. And yeah, it's a, a cracking rub on sort of the, the dark beef, so brisket and beef ribs, it's really good on. Sounds lovely. Sounds absolutely mm. fine. Mm, it is. It is very good. <laughs> getting hung- I'm getting hungry. 
just before we move away from the outdoor kitchen, if, if any of us were planning on, it sounds like you haven't missed anything off, but if, is there anything you missed that you wish you had uh, you had done or have you added things to it as you've gone along? And, so and if, I, yeah, carry on. I've sort of added, added to things as I've sort of, my, my cooking's evolved and what I've done. Um, I, what I'd really like is a proper, um, you know, I've got like a sort of sofa area with a low table, but I'd like a proper like dining area. Um, that that's something I'm definitely looking at adding. Um, you know, so I'd say to people, don't just think about where you're going to cook. Maybe think about where you're going to eat as well, and try and integrate it. Because if it's great if you've got this nice cover over your, you know, roof over your your barbecue and stuff. But if you have to like rush in and out the house if it's raining, that's not great. So, you know, maybe think about if you've got the space to have a, a, a sort of dining area, place where you could sit and eat. And, and your mates can talk to you because yeah. my, my mates come around and they, they love chatting while I'm cooking and we, we have great nights where I'm literally just constantly feeding them, you know, and, and, and it's great, you know. At the end of the day, barbecue's about bringing people together, so if they can't be stood outside with you whilst you're cooking, what's what's the point? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, we, we, we got the whole sort of inspiration for sort of the outdoor living. We had our honeymoon um, in New Zealand and I love the way out there. They, they've all got these little huts and little outdoor spaces, and they sit in them, they sit outside, they cook, and they, they almost just carry on regardless, really. Whereas, um, you know, the, the early days, the sort of before I had my, my outdoor kitchen and area, you know, we'd be looking at the weather forecast, and, oh, is it raining? Is it, you know, what's going on? You know, and you know, having to cancel events and stuff. But now we just got there regardless and some of our best best days have been when it's absolutely hammering down and you know we're still cooking you know and sit outside there. it's great awesome awesome mm. right well we're gonna now if it's all right with you we're gonna talk about uh country wood smoking a bit more and the uh uk barbecue mag yeah absolutely yeah that'd be great thank you so so how how did cws come about i think we touched on it at the start a little bit but but could you go back to that and, and how did it all begin and uh and, and where did it all start Okay, so I mean, I I started with the uh, you know cooking the pig on the spit and cooking pizzas in, in my wood fired oven. I was part of this. Um, it's like a wood fired oven forum, and it's I guess it's like a, a barbecue forum as well. You know where people talk about their pizza ovens and stuff. And and um, you know I was sharing some of my photos on there and a few recipes. And somebody said, "Oh, why don't you start a blog up?" And I thought, well, uh, you know, I haven't got time for that. You know, and I sort of started it, and I started with. You know, my um, first posts from sort of, you know, almost five years ago, uh, uh, basically detailing my build, how I sort of built my pizza oven. And it sort of uh, grew from there. You know, people, you know, I was putting recipes on and people were loving it. And, you know, nobody else seemed to be doing it at the time. You know, it was, um, everything was sort of very chefy. All, all the blogs, you know, food blogs were about cupcakes and, you know, um, nice posh meals and stuff and there was nobody doing the real men had nowhere to go so they found marcus <laughs> yeah well yeah i you know it did yeah it's it was it just seemed like people want to talk want to talk about you know their barbecue and learn about it and yeah it's it was it's one of those things that you could be anywhere in the world you could be at your doctor's surgery or you could be on on the beach somewhere and and barbecue comes up as a subject and and you can yeah. find some common ground with anyone and talk about it for, for hours i find which is which is awesome 
Absolutely. It, it is, you know, it is the, the thing that brings people together. I always say you don't invite your mates over for a microwave. You don't say, right, I'm firing up the microwave, let's go for it. <laughs> you know, you don't do that. You say, you know, and barbecue and cooking outdoors is about the social events. It's about the great experiences in life. It's about time with your family and friends, you know. And, and, and I wanted, when I started, I wanted to make, you know, as easy as possible. So I got fed up with flipping burgers and hot dogs, you know. So I started looking at you know cooking big chunks of meat and it it makes cooking for um you know a party so much easier you know it's, it's really good awesome so so who is who is cws aimed at who is country wood smoke aimed at absolutely everyone you know there's there's recipes on there for, for beginners people who've never cooked on a barbecue before i try and keep it interesting for people who are already into it and try and do some more sort of you know technical and using different ingredients i like sort of you know, I like to include everyone. I think, you know, there's, there's a place place in barbecue for everyone. And, you know, I try and include everyone as best as I can. You know, I'm, I'm not a competition cook. And, you know, um, I don't really go into competition details. You know, there's, there's places that people can find out about that. But, you know, I, I, I quite happily talk about it and flavours and things. And, you know, um, you know it, I try and include everyone. Awesome. That's, that's great to hear because... That, that is something that, that I actually felt when I first joined is I, I was predominantly a griller. I've come from a sort of grilling background, loved grilling and also in a bit of charcuterie, so cold smoking. And then I sort of, so I came in as a beginner and I mean, now I still consider myself to be a beginner because I'm constantly, I'm still learning. So even though I do feel like I put out some, some really good cooks and stuff and yeah. I was always into cooking, but I still consider myself to be a beginner because I'm constantly learning and, and there's so much more knowledge out there that, that I want to pick up on. So I find that the, the forum and, and your website to be a great place for that. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, you know, and, and American barbecue at the moment is, is really big. You know, it's really growing. It's popular. It's in newspapers. It's on TV. It's, it's some, you know, in the UK, it's something that is really going through a massive growth. And, and my worry's always been that it's it, it, it's like going to be like burgers and it's a trend and one day it goes, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I always try and encourage people, yes, we, we love American barbecue, we love ribs and brisket, but there is a whole world of, of cooking on fire that out there, you know. So I try and encourage people to try and get a bit of depth, you know, and to look at, you know, look, look around the world and, and to do cook what they like, you know. It's, it's all about cooking what you want for your family and your friends, you know. Yeah, Ben mentioned her earlier, but Jess, Jess Prowls, I'm going to go back to her again. She was saying the other day that, that in, in Australia and their competitions, that the barbecue's just there, sort of blown up over there a bit more as well. Obviously, again, barbecue's always been something that, that's been associated with with Australia anyway, throwing another shrimp on the barbie, etc., stuff like that. But yeah. but it's really blown up in the scene across there. And, and she was saying that actually what they do is, is just so they have a... a they have a beef section in their in their competitions, and you can turn in whatever you want. It can be, yeah. uh, it's it's not it's not specific, so you don't have to. Uh, or their their rib section, you can turn in uh, whatever sort of rib you want. Or so that she say, she was saying that actually, what it does is, is it it really opens up the scope and really really lets the uh, lets the cooks sort of experiment a bit more. So you know, you're not sort of uh, looking for that one style or that one everyone likes things this way because they don't people i mean people like their steak cooked differently people like their steak cooked in a, in a hundred different ways so you can't just turn around and say this is the perfect way to cook something i, I don't believe anyway so so I, I really actually liked that way that she was saying that the the australian competition scene's going and also it, it sort of uh, lets lets australia identify itself in in the uh, barbecue competition world which is which i find really interesting 
Absolutely, and I, I think, you know, if we try and copy exactly what they do in America, they, they have so many different regional variations of barbecue in the States, you know. Um, if we try and copy exactly what they're doing, we, I think we, we ought to try and develop our own style a little bit as well and our own British regional barbecue style. Yeah, yeah. definitely all for that. That's kind of the, the ethos behind my Great British Barbecue offer is all about Great British Barbecue trying to make yeah. sure we're showcasing what we do in Great Britain with our barbecue. And yeah, Absolutely. we're going to get got some such amazing, um We've got such amazing produce here that they simply haven't got access to in the States. You know, we've got wonderful, like, salt marsh lamb, you know, um, goat, something that, that, that I'm thinking is going to be, you know, really good, really popular and, you know, got real potential. You know, some of our amazing seafood, you know, it's it's... You know, our, our our beef is the best in the world, I think. You know, um, Brit- British beef. We just have to learn how to sort of use it, you know, to make the best of it, I think. Yeah, goats, yeah. goats, something I've been wanting to try yeah, for a while. No, I still been. haven't got around to doing it. But <laughs> it was on that Jimmy and Jamie Oliver's um, programme a little while Yeah, ago, I've been trying it? to get my hands on a, on a whole goat and, and giving that a go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something I'm really interested let's, in. Let's cook it up. Let's chuck it on a spit and cook it up. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love lamb, and it's meant to be like, well, I've tried goat anyway, but but it's meant to yeah. cook very similarly to, to lamb and stuff, so I'd be really interested to try that out and and, uh, and give that a go yeah. on the barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to be doing quite a lot with goat this, this year. You know, look, look, I've had some, some sort of older goat, and it's quite strong, strong flavoured, but, mm. you know, again, it's the same with, same with older lamb is mutton, you know, and that's quite strong flavoured. So, you know, I'm going to be trying to get some sort of nice kid, kid goat and yeah. cooking with that and... You know, I, I think there's real potential there. Awesome, awesome. That sounds that sounds incredible. I'll be watching that space because it sounds like you've got some things planned, and yeah. uh, hopefully we maybe maybe me and me and Barbecue Forte can get to come up and try some of it at some point. <laughs> I'll do it. It'd be a pleasure. It'd be a pleasure uh, anytime. Also, we were also uh, lucky enough to be presented with the uh, the first edition of the UK Barbecue Mag. Okay. Yes. So yeah, where did this so... come from, and uh, and and where's it going? So, again, you know, um, when I started, like, the Facebook group, you know, I, I saw there was a massive opportunity there, a bit of a gap that nobody done, same as the, the, the blog, you know. Um, and I thought that um, there was a real opportunity for um, more, you know, because on, on the Facebook groups, content just comes and goes very quickly. But sometimes people like a more relaxed way to read stuff and learn, you know. So I thought, you know, why not a, a magazine and... Um, you know, I, I I certainly felt that there was a really big space for that, um, and you know, I just thought, right, one day I'm I'm going to get on and do it. So I did, and uh, the first you know first issue, there's a great team of guys who who have um, who've become a part of it. You know, like a core team. Barbecue Forte is one of them. Yeah, you know, I am indeed. <laughs> you know, was, he, he put you know. Um, a great recipe in um, for, for your upside down pineapple cake, yeah. and you know talked about the the, the you know the um, Great British barbecue, and yeah. um, you know it's it's I think I think it's it's nice to have a space for for barbecue in the UK to be sort of talked about and to hopefully encourage people a bit more to to try different things. You know, it's just another way of sort of hopefully inspiring people. 
Yeah, it's interesting you, you said that you came across that you said that there because I quite often actually that is one thing about the Facebook because I go on I've seen something awesome I, I go back on because I want to cook at the yeah. weekend and I can't find it anywhere it seems like it's vanished just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling so yeah. so actually I hadn't thought about that aspect but but yeah that, that is a, an awesome part about it it sits there and, and you have that magazine to open up to, to whatever page you're on you know exactly where the recipes were and you can pick up wherever you were so so yeah I, I can see that as a as another yeah, awesome like side it. to it it can give a voice to you know different people you know i've, I've got some, some great people lined up for for the future you know, i mentioned him earlier andre lima de luca he's a real inspiring guy you know um it's going to be he's putting a couple, couple of recipes together in an interview I've, I've been talking with him about and it's it's going to be great i love there's there's butchers involved you know steve west you know he's he's an absolute legend he's you know in in butchery circles and he you know he was in there in the first issue there's it, it, you know, it's hopefully so that some of these guys who are, you know, aren't known by different people can, you know, people can can learn about, you know. Um, well, I thought it was awesome. I mean, you quite often expect, like, with first episodes, like our first episode was was us just trying to get to know the equipment and just chatting, so it's probably quite poor. And like, but with first things, you think, oh yeah. It's, it, but actually, the first edition was was awesome. I absolutely loved it. It was really good. looked yeah, looked amazing you. visually and had loads of stuff in there. So I'm really looking yeah. forward to the future with that and and hearing sort of stuff and the stuff that you've got in the pipeline there sounds sounds fantastic. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I want to include again. I want to include everyone into into it. So there's going to be stuff for backyard cooks. There's going to be competition stuff. You know. And um, a few of the guys in, in some of the, the, the top competition teams have agreed to give some tips and some ideas and techniques. And, you know, so there's going to be going to be plenty in there for beginners as well. I want to try and encourage people to try new things, um, you know. And I've, I've got a few sort of international barbecue legends who are going to be, who've asked to be involved as well. So, uh, you know, there's lots of lots of exciting stuff coming up. Oh, amazing. When, when are we yeah. likely to see the next edition being released, Marcus? So that'll be out on... 23rd of February so I'm busy on that at the moment putting it all together and uh, yeah it's looking really good so cool. you know, well, not long for us to wait then ideal looking forward to no, it the, the, the first issue has absolutely blown away my expectation you know um, so many people have subscribed to it and looked at it and got involved and talked about it it's, it's you know more than I could have ever dreamed of you know how do our listeners access it how do they subscribe let them know Okay, so um, there's, there's a link on countrywoodsmoke.com. Um, you, you see the, the front cover of the first issue of the magazine. There's um, ukbarbecuemag.com. Um, it's the website. It's got Facebook and Twitter. So, you, again, all using ukbarbecuemag. It's got a busy uh, Twitter account. You know, I'm sharing lots of, lots of uh, good stuff that I find. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty easy to find. Or just Google Google UK barbecue mag, and yeah. that'll take you straight to it. Cool. Awesome. Well, at that point there, I'm going to thank you very much for for coming on. We're, we're approaching the hour mark, and I like to keep the episodes about here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there, even though I could talk for forever with you. It's been a, <laughs> been a great show. Thank you very very much for coming on. And if you could just oh, leave everyone, uh, you just I know you just said about the barbecue mag, but if you could just run through where people can find you again in case they missed it at the start. Okay, so my main site is countrywoodsmoke.com. 
Um, I've got uh, a couple of other sites, UKBarbecueReview.com, where I talk about equipment, and um, there's a, a great barbecue map on there that I'm trying to keep up to date with. Um, that's that's really really good. Um, and I've got UKBarbecueMag.com, which is the, for the magazine. Um, I've got uh, on Twitter, I'm at Devon Woodsmoke, and at UKBarbecueMag. I'm on Instagram, I'm Country Woodsmoke, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm, you know, let's let's connect. You awesome, know, guys. Follow, follow, follow. Ideas. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Do everything you need to do, guys. And uh, thank you very much, Marcus. It's been absolutely an absolute pleasure to have you on and uh, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. It's been amazing. Really, really love chatting with you guys. Thank you. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, this is United Q Barbecue Podcast, the only barbecue podcast in the UK, brought to you by your host, Dan from United Q, and his co-host, Barbecue Forte. Goodbye. Uh, this episode was brought to you by our kind sponsors, ProQ Smokers. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners and pitmasters. You can find us, find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and look forward to speaking again next week. Ciao. <laughs>